Welcome to a Durban Christian Center South Ministry message. Somebody say amen. Now, Father, we bless you for the hearing of your word, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by your word, and that faith is established in obedience and doing the word. And now, Spirit of God, we thank you for revelation. We thank you that your word is manna. It is the living bread that comes from the Father that feeds our souls. And today, Spirit of God, we thank you for resting on each one, feeding each sheep and causing us to be filled to capacity, to be filled and satisfied because your word is life to us. Your word is healing to us. Your word is divine instruction to us. Your word is life. And we glorify you now, Spirit of God, as we have ears that are open and our hearts perceptive, that you anoint the words of my mouth and that you, Spirit of God, reveal your purpose in each life and each one will go having been blessed, having received, having been impacted and having been increased by the hearing of your word. We give you glory. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I've entitled my message this morning, Fasting Destroys Unbelief. Glory to God. Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And the battle is the battle of faith. Hallelujah. I said the battle is a battle of faith. And so standing in what God has prepared for you and I. So I want us to look this morning at fasting. And I want you to notice in Matthew chapter 6, if you'll turn there, we're going to read an excerpt out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And then we're going to read verse 16. Matthew 6 and verse 5. And Jesus said, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for their love standing on the streets, etc. says, no, but when you pray, go into your inner room. So Jesus from this is telling us when we pray. So in other words, he expects that we will be praying. Everybody say, when you pray. So he says, when you pray, tells us how not to pray, to be seen of others. Pray to your father. Because if you pray to be seen of others and they see you, then you got the result. You got what you wanted. But when you close yourself and you pray to your Father and you're asking Him, you'll get the result. The Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. And then He says in verse 16, He says, Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites who do so outwardly. And so I want to focus your attention on these two words. Jesus says, when you pray. And He says, when you fast. So, if I understand that when you pray means that we do pray, then when you fast means when you fast. We do fast. Fasting is not an Old Testament concept. Amen. Fasting is part of my relationship with God. It's my prayer to God. It's my personal walk with Him. It's a reward that I have with God. So, Jesus says, when you pray... And when you fast. And for those of you who've never fasted, uh, I want to let you into a little secret. The easiest fast to join in and learn how to fast 
is the corporate fast. When we call a corporate fasting time and you join in that corporate, in other words, we all as a church fast, it's much easier because the anointing for fasting rests on the whole church. Everybody's talking about, fa about fasting and nobody's inviting you for cake. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. It's one of the most difficult things to fast during the year because I'm fasting and then I get invited for a Thanksgiving or I get invited for a, for a birthday and then they, they want me to eat. And because, you know, of course because of fellowship, not because they're nasty, but then it's difficult, isn't it? So the easiest way to enter a fast is a corporate fast. I've noticed that when we fast at the beginning of the year, um, it's easy. Everybody's in it together. The anointing's there. We're talking about fasting. We are praying. It's a time of great fellowship and separation to God. So Jesus said, when you pray and when you fast, not if. So as we this year prepare ourselves for the fast, I was also reminded about John Wesley, uh, that great revivalist, John Wesley, who fasted and of course, we know all the great men of God fasted. How many of you know Pastor Fred fasted 40 days every year? 40 days. How many here have fasted 40 days? Sure, God bless you. You need to come rub that anointing on me. I tend to get to 21 and then that's me. I'm done. 21 and I'm done. Maybe because it rhymes, that's what 21, I'm done. But Amen. But uh, we call it 21-day fast and uh, we enter that fast. And fasting becomes a lifestyle that we follow with the Lord. Now, John Wesley would not ordain anybody into ministry unless they fasted every Wednesday and Friday. A lifestyle of fasting. He would not ordain them into ministry. And so it's a very important thing. I know that Pastor Fred Roberts used to fast every Friday. So one day when you know you don't have a party, you don't invite him, you don't have a cup of tea because he's not going to join you. Amen. So it's a, it's a very good thing to enter a fasting lifestyle. It has lots of benefits. Paul says, I was in fastings often. Amen. And we know that many of Paul's fastings was forced fasting. So if on a day you can't eat, make it a fast to the Lord. Amen. Don't get all upset. I don't have food, so I'm fasting. Praise God. Amen. Forced fast as good as a fast. And so we know that Moses fasted 40 days and received the revelation of the Ten Commandments. We know that Jesus fasted 40 days. And when he came back, he came back in the power of the Holy Ghost. And we know that Jesus said to his disciples, when you fast. So as, as we prepared, Jesus said, uh, if anyone desires to follow me, let him lay down his own life, deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. True Christianity is a life of denying of the flesh. True, true Christianity is not the easy way. I was preaching this side of the church. Easy Christianity costs you nothing, but leads to mediocrity. I was just this Sunday, we, a Saturday, yesterday, we did a funeral. And one of the ladies came to us, Pastor Johnny, I've not been in church for so long. But I want you to know I still love Jesus. I said, no, you don't. Amen. And she looked at me. 
I said, because Jesus said, don't be lukewarm. Be either hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I spit you out of my mouth. You, Christianity is not lived on your terms. They lived outside of what's comfortable for you. And in consecration to God. Amen. Somebody said Christianity is not the easy way out. Christianity is not for wimps. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, let him deny himself and follow me. And so I want to remind you today that fasting is a great friend to faith. And I kind of designed this message to show that to you. That fasting pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need as much help as we can get. Amen. To build ourselves in faith. Now, when I look at faith, faith enters the battle against unbelief. Can I say it again? Faith and fasting enters the battle against unbelief. So to battle against unbelief, I spend time in the Word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. To exercise my faith, I do the Word because faith without works is dead. To further enhance my faith, I fast. Hallelujah. Because fasting enters the battle against unbelief. Now understand today that fasting is not a hunger strike. Fasting is not, God, I'm going to stop eating until you do it. I'll show you. I won't eat till it's done. That's not. Fasting is not twisting the hand of God. Fasting is repositioning yourself to hear the voice of God, to deny your own flesh. Amen. Fasting is dying to the flesh and becoming alive in God. Dying doesn't happen easily. Amen. Fasting disciplines us. So fasting enters the battle against unbelief. Fasting likes the same thing that faith does. And disregards the same things that faith does. Can I say it again? Fasting likes the same things that faith does. And fasting disregards the same things that faith does. Even just fasting without prayer has great benefits. One of them I mentioned earlier, the benefit of discipline. Amen. It has great significance. Fasting even has health benefits. Do you know that people that are more than 10 kgs overweight are 50% more likely to have sugar diabetes? They did a study and they took people with first stage sugar diabetes. They tested them. Just about all of them were overweight. They put them on a diet. And the moment they went under 10 kgs overweight, the diabetes was gone. A lot of diseases are related to our diet and to eating too much. Amen, says the archbishop. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
So you and I need to understand how important it is. Pastor Fred used to often say, we dig our teeth with our, we dig our graves with our teeth. Fasting opposes disease and obesity and protects you against gluttony, which is great a sin as adultery. Amen. God help this Presbyterian church. <laughs> I asked Pastor Fred once, and his answer to this question stunned me. I said, Pastor Fred, of all the attributes that I really need to press towards to fulfill the call of God and to please him in my life, what is the greatest attribute? And I thought he's going to say love or faith. And he said to me, discipline. Greatest attribute that will help you to success. Because discipline keeps you doing what's right. And small things done right accumulates to great victories. Hallelujah. And so fasting opposes ill discipline. It enters the battle bringing the flesh under the authority of your spirit. Fasting is a choice of your spirit. And it subjects your bodily cravings to your choices. How many of you know that when we live in the Spirit, by the Spirit, the Bible says we are sons of God. In other words, those that are led of the Spirit. When you're led of the Spirit, you're not led by your desires. You're not led by your fleshly needs. You're led by the Spirit. So it establishes this great authority in your life. Faith's fight is the Spirit's fight. It is... A fight against the five senses. You grow up and from the moment you're born, you learn how to trust your five senses. Your sight, your hearing, your taste, your smell, and your feeling. Those five senses comes through the natural man. How many of you know we are not led by the natural man? We are led by the spirit. Fasting opposes the five senses. Fasting wars against the five senses. The five senses do not like fasting. Amen. How many of you, when you hear it's time to fast, you're not that excited, but you say, okay, well, let's just do this thing. None of you wonderful spiritual people. Amen. I love this church. Hallelujah. The... The spirit desires, you see, the natural man works, walks by carnal senses. The spirit desires revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge comes by the Holy Ghost. You and I have been uniquely created to be spirits. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in a body. So we are uniquely created like that. And we should learn how to live not after what you see or hear or taste or feel or smell. But after what the Holy Ghost is revealing to you and to me. Amen. 
spiritual forces, this is another reason why it's good to fast, because the spirit is stronger than the natural. Spiritual forces are far superior to the natural. By the spirit, you can walk on water. Amen. In the natural, it's impossible. So it's a higher law. Like the law of gravity is a law. But the law of lift that causes an airplane to lift off is a higher law than the law of gravity. And the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death to walk in a higher realm with a greater power and a greater authority. Everybody say with me, fasting strengthens me to walk in the authority of the spirit hallelujah the fight of faith is greatly strengthened by the powerful weapon of fasting it is a weapon in your arsenal fasting is the dedication of your whole being to the will of god hallelujah and i believe we're about to see the man the super spiritual man revealed in the earth the saints of the last move, who is not moved by the natural, but moved by the Holy Ghost. And that's the revival we are seeing, hallelujah. Realize today, dearly beloved, that fasting is a powerful ally to your faith. How many of you can do with more faith? Fasting is a powerful ally to that faith. It helps us to overcome the worst enemy of our soul, which is unbelief. Fasting breaks unbelief. I want to read a story for you, Matthew 17, 18. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. And then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast that demon out? So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. And many people have taken this to Jesus to say this kind of demon. But then the Lord taught me there's only one kind of demon, it's the defeated kind. Amen. What was Jesus talking about? When they asked him, why could we not cast it out? He didn't say, because you haven't fasted. He says, because of your unbelief. However, this kind, what kind? Unbelief kind. Doesn't come out except by prayer and fasting. Amen. Everybody say with me, fasting is a mighty weapon against unbelief. I resist unbelief. I fight unbelief. I overcome unbelief through fasting. Amen. One of the weapons, not the only weapon. Be careful now. We're not going to all go now, you know, totally wrong. We fast for the rest of the year. And 365 days later, we all die. Amen. No, it's one of the weapons, but it's a powerful weapon. The weapon of fasting. Amen. So unbelief is a great ally to Satan. But fasting and faith is a great ally to Christians. Hallelujah. 
Fasting is a powerful weapon against carnality and unbelief. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 3, For where there are envy and strife and divisions among you are not, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? A person with a fasted life does not behave like a mere man. It's not carnal. Hallelujah. Fasting opposes carnality. Pastor Fred used to often say this. He said that he notices that carnivores are more violent. Amen. They argue more. You never see two buck fighting over the grass. But you put two lions at a carcass, they almost kill each other. Amen. And uh, he used to say, listen, too much meat makes man carnivorous. I said, sure, Pastor Fred. He said, it's not gospel. I'm just, that's my observation. <laughs> Amen. So maybe we should all be virgins. God forbid. <laughs> Hallelujah. Faith opposes the senses. Just like fasting opposes the senses. Hallelujah. It opposes carnality. The senses oppose fasting. Remember, these senses together with our appetites war against the spirit. Amen. The spirit is the battleground. That soul of yours, the battleground for that fast. When the fast is complete, has a complete right of way, Carnality is compelled to bow to your spirituality. When the fast is complete, you have gained authority over your carnality. Can I say it again? When your fast is complete, you have gained authority over your carnality. Carnality bows to the spirit in the fast. When carnality bows, unbelief is defeated. When carnality bows, the spirit has right of way and faith triumphs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So how and why is this? Okay, let's just go through this quickly. How and why is this? Let's look at the five senses that feed the flesh. The five senses feed the flesh. So when you fast... The eye sees the food on the table. Amen. And the eye creates the craving. I must have that thing for that succulent dish. If we yield to the temptation of what the eye sees, the fast is over. So fasting is an enemy to sight. Your sight wants it, but your faith says no. Your fast says no. It's an enemy to sight. How many of you know the Bible says we do not walk by sight, but by faith? So in the same way, fasting enters the fight against what you see. Are you with me? Fasting resists what you see. It teaches you to ignore your sight. I'll never forget the one day I told a person I'm fasting, and they said, yeah, they also fast. They fast from daybreak to, to, to afternoon. I said, that's, you know, that's, a, that's okay. It's a fast. 
But that's not the fast Jesus speaking about. We fast 21 days straight. Water. Hallelujah. And he said, what? You're going to die. Because sight tells you you need it. But faith tells you you don't need that. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Hallelujah. Faith teaches us and fasting teaches us to ignore sight. Everybody say with me, fasting teaches me to ignore sight. Say it again. Fasting teaches me to ignore sight. Faith teaches me to ignore sight. And fasting teaches. Can you see it's the same thing? Now watch the next sense. What we hear. You hear the dinner bell. Or the lunch siren. And the moment you hear that, your body kicks into, I'm going to eat mode. Amen. Many of us, when the alarm clock goes off in the morning, oh, breakfast. Amen. So you hear, and what you hear, when you hear it's time to eat, you have to say, no, it's not time. So you learn not to walk by what you hear in the natural. Amen. Bringing what you hear under control Teaching you to resist the voice of the world. Everybody say with me, fasting teaches me to resist what I hear. To resist the voice of the world. When you learn that, then when people speak, you learn to resist when it's not the voice of God. Amen. Then the sense of smell. Fasting helps you to overcome the sense of smell. You smell that food. And the moment you smell it, it creates a craving. Amen. I can walk along and I'm perfect. Then I smell that mutton, Brian. And instantly, I go from content to ravenously hungry. Amen. I'll never forget, um, it was many years ago, one of, one of the ladies uh, in, in Montclair, not Montclair, Malvern, I went to go visit her. It was the third day of my fast. And she blessed me with a little pot of mutton curry. I said to wrap that thing up in plastic. I don't want to smell that thing. So she wrapped it up in plastic, cling wrap all around. She gave me that little pot, but I could still smell it. Amen. And it created an intense desire. I should have left it right there. Because the Bible says, lead me not into temptation. But I took that little pot of curry home with me. And I put it in the fridge. By the fifth day, I could smell it from my bedroom. Down the passage, through the kitchen door, through the fridge door, through the plastic it's wrapped in and the steel pot that it's in. You can smell that thing. Smelling creates a craving and you learn to control your craving. 
So fasting teaches you authority and control over the craving of the flesh. Fasting is an enemy to smell. Amen. Then we look at taste. Fasting and taste. Mm, my wife, she often says, I just want that taste. Mm. Not when we're fasting, you know. Like especially pregnant woman. Oh, today I feel like carrots. Mm, must have carrots today. <laughs> Never eat carrots in her life, but now I must have carrots. <laughs> cravings. And sometimes we wake up with those cravings, don't you? You want to taste. So we can't taste. So in fasting, we learn to conquer the desire to taste. We learn to conquer and discipline our flesh because I'm fasting. Our spirit man learns to exercise dominion over the craving, over the desire, over taste. When you learn dominion, then your belly cannot be your God anymore. When you learn dominion, meeting your needs becomes secondary to obeying the Spirit. I'll preach to this side. Amen. So, fasting is an enemy to taste. So, fasting encourages me to take control. Amen. And to have dominion. Over this body that I'm living in. How many of you know you can't just cave into every crave? Amen. You have to learn to control that. And I want to say this. When you learn to fast, when you learn to control the five senses, you will break sexual addictions. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. Many men come to me, Pastor Johnny, how can, how can I break? And some, sometimes females as well, same spirit can affect both sides. So fast. Amen. Learn to gain control over the desires of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you will not please the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. This is not the kind of message where we all swing from the chandeliers and praise God and whoop, whoop. But it's a great sermon to learn control and authority. Amen. Everybody say with me, I need authority. Amen. And power. Authority and power are two different things. A policeman might have authority to stop that truck coming at him, but he doesn't have the power. Amen. Give the policeman a concrete barrier, he's got the power to stop that truck coming at him. Amen. He might have the authority to stop a thief, but not the power. He needs a gun for that. When Jesus returned from the fast, he returned in the power of the Spirit. You learn power. It's like going to the gym. You learn first with the 10 kg weights. Amen. Like I went to gym and I tried to learn with a 300 kg. I learned one thing. I can't do it. Amen. But if you start, so you learn through fasting, you learn. Amen. You learn how to control the senses. You learn the authority. Hallelujah. And as you learn the authority, you, you gain power.
Everybody say with me, authority and power. Authority comes by knowing who you are and your call. Power comes by exercising it. Amen. I give you authority and power. Hallelujah. Then, not only taste, but feeling. You learn to overcome feeling. You can't feel that food in your mouth or that satisfying feeling or that feeling of a hollow craving in your tummy. You have to overcome that thing. By the way, when you start fasting, generally speaking, maybe the second day, sometimes first day already, depending on how you ate leading to your fast, you can experience uh, intense pain in your stomach, hollow feeling. And the way to overcome that is to drink hot water. Amen. Actually, as a general rule, during a fast, don't drink cold water. It's not good. It causes your, your uh, stomach to go into a convulsion many times. Amen. So hot water is good. Another reason why hot water is good, it helps to flush the toxins out of your system quicker. And you must drink lots of water when you fast. Amen. When Jesus fasted, he didn't eat, but he drank. The Bible says after 40 days, he was hungry, not thirsty. To fast without drinking is dangerous. It's unbiblical. Can I say it again? To fast without drinking water is unbiblical. Amen. So to fast means I um, stop eating, but I continue drinking. Amen. And if you get that hollow feeling, then drink hot water. It helps a lot. Hallelujah. And if you struggle with your blood sugar, like if you start fasting, sometimes after about a week, you start feeling very weak. Then all you do is make sure that your blood sugar levels are right while you're fasting. Amen. I've learned that. I buy myself a liquid fruit red grape tazer. And I put that much red grape tars in the bottom of my water once a day, and I drink. Just puts a bit of sugar in your system, and your sugars are fine. When I only drink water, I, I remember you, I get very weak. I have to drag myself off that floor. Amen. So, for the next 21 days, I'm going to be weak in fasting. Don't one of you dare to die. I'll resurrect you, rebuke you, and keep you alive till the end of the fast. <laughs> Praise God. Everybody say, yes, Pastor Johnny, we will obey. <laughs> Amen. So feeling, feeling, fasting resists feeling. Fasting is against feeling. How do you know that we do not walk according to our feelings? Faith denies feeling, and fasting teaches you to deny feeling. No matter how you feel, you walk by what you believe. Amen. So, fasting tells us, I have no use for feeling. I do not need to feel. Once I feel the food in my mouth, the fast is over. So, this whole walk of a fast is a walk of authority. It's a walk of taking authority, taking dominion, disciplining the flesh. Hallelujah. Setting the time aside to hear the voice of the Spirit and to please God. And to build yourself up in your most holy faith. Hallelujah. 
I love doing this during a time of fasting. I pray a lot in tongues. Amen. And you find that when you fast, you can't think so clearly either. Amen. And you find that if you haven't eaten for a day or two, you can't think too lacquer. It gets even worse when you fast. Amen. So it's, it's a good thing to when you fast, pray in the spirit a lot. Deny the flesh. Hear the voice of God. So when I fast, I learn not to be overcome by the natural senses. The fast, everybody say with me, the fast has the same enemy as faith. When I successfully fast, I successfully exercise the same authority, the same power as faith. Hallelujah. And I declare in Jesus' name, you're going to come out of your 21 days in the power of the Spirit. Glory to God. So we're preparing ourselves and don't make the mistake. Some people, the night before the fast, they eat everything they want to eat. They make sure they order steers, McDonald's, something fishy, you know, everything. Oh, I must eat all of it because tomorrow it's the worst thing you can do because you're loading your system. It's going to take a lot to get rid of it. Amen. Better the last two, three days before the fast start uh, working it down. Start not eating meats because meats can lie in your system for like up to seven days. So it's harder for your body to cleanse. And uh, so in the, what can I expect in the fast? The first three days, you might, you, you'll feel weak. Amen. Start feeling weak. But after five days, the hunger goes. Hallelujah. And after the hunger goes, you'll start feeling energy coming back into your system. But don't be fooled. That energy is various. It's survival energy. Amen. <laughs> when that energy comes back and you start feeling, oh, I'm feeling energetic. You think, hey, I can go run. And you run 20 steps and you finish like you've run 20 kilometers. Amen. But you've got enough to do the 20 steps. Hallelujah. So don't overexert yourself when you're fasting. If you're fasting and you've got a very physical job, uh, then perhaps you should consider a partial fast. Amen. Or just ga gauge your body what it needs in that fast. Amen. So we're going to fast for 21 days. Set aside the time. In those 21 days of ask the Lord what we're going to pray. The first seven days, we're going to focus on Isaiah 58. A sanctifying and a separating ourselves to the will of God. The second seven days, we're going to fast for the family. Hallelujah. We're going to pray for families. This year, we've set aside to touch and influence families, to restore the homes in the church. And through all our home cell teachings, we're going to be focusing on the family. Hallelujah. I'm believing God see every husband and wife and child established in the family. Amen. And families and homes restored, marriages made all. We're going to believe God. How many of you know the enemy is fighting against families? He wants to destroy, but we're going to believe God. The anointing of God's going to restore families. Amen. And the last seven days, we're going to pray for our nation, for our country. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, I don't want religious liberty, but the country's gone down the tubes. Amen. We're going to pray that God raises up righteous government. He raises up Joshua's and Daniel's and 
men of integrity, hallelujah, places them there. We pray that God does a miracle for our nation. Amen. That all these strife that the enemy strife is amazing. Every, every cycle, every four years, when the elections comes around, it's all racism. Everything is racism. Everything is wrong. Every, you know, all the parties, this wrong with that one, this wrong. They're all accusing one another. We don't get caught up with that nonsense. Amen. We live for Christ. Hallelujah. We speak peace. We speak blessing. We declare that the, great, the country is going to be more blessed than it's ever been. We're going to have the best finances we've ever seen. Amen. So we're going to pray for our government, for our nation. And for the salvation of our nation in our last seven days, 21 days. So the first two weeks we'll be fasting and praying. We'll come together once a week to fast and then to pray here. And uh, we'll be sharing with you on our profile, on our, on our church app, and also on, on WhatsApp what we are fasting about. We'll be on our Facebook, That Day Scriptures, and uh, we'll be fasting together. And then the last seven days, the last week, we're going to have a week together. We're going to come together every night and pray for an hour. Hallelujah. And at the conclusion of our fast, 21 days fast, on the, I think it's the, the 10th of February. That's the, that's the conclusion. On the 10th of February, that's Sunday morning, we're going to have very special guest speakers with us, uh, Bishop uh, Donnie Mears. It's coming from the United States. Now, none of you jumped and shouted because you don't know him. So from next week, we're going to tell you who he is. Leads a church of almost 10,000 in, in the USA. Mighty man of God. And uh, he's going to be with us on our last Sunday. Him and uh, Pastor Harvey Campbell's coming with him as well. So uh, we're going to have a great time. He's sub Pastor Harvey Campbell, I see some of you recognize the name. He submitted to Bishop Donnie Mears in the United States. Hallelujah. So we're setting ourselves for a great time ahead. Hallelujah. And I thought I'd share about fasting today to prepare your heart so you can start getting ready because God's going to do great things. Somebody say God's going to do great things. What is the blessing of the fast? The Bible says, go read Isaiah 58. Your light will break forth like the morning. Your healing will spring forth speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You will cry and he will say, here I am. We bless every saint. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you, Father, as we prepare that this year we walk in covenant with the living God. That your power and your presence and your anointing will strengthen us, Lord, and prepare us. We thank you for strengthening every saint blessing every life and Lord we declare today our latter shall be greater than our former we'll walk into 2019 and the covenant victory blessing of God I thank you Lord that our light will shine like the morning the glory of God rise upon this church in demonstration the saints will return after 21 days in the power of the spirit and all your authority and power shall be made manifest in the house of God. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just close our eyes and pray.
We trust that you were blessed by that word. Our prayer is that you are inspired to become more like Jesus. If you'd like more information about Durban Christian Center, contact us on Durban Code 031-467-0457. We'd love to hear from you, so please send us a praise report or even a prayer request. Thank you and God bless.